Good morning, people of God. We are late this morning, but we're never late because God's timing is God's timing. But we are later than we usually send send I'll usually send these messages to you. But this morning I had a lot of counseling to do, so here I am. Here I am to worship today being October the 14th. Today is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. The time now is 11.23 a.m. This is Apostle Shirley Evans letting you know this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm sure you could hear there's a joy unspeakable and full of glory inside of me, pouring out of me. It is joy. It's time to hold on to your joy. It's time to hold on to your peace. It's time to pour out your love. It's time for the glory of God to be revealed in us. And blessed be the name of the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus today, even as you speak to us through me to speak to your people. God help me to decrease and you increase in me and speak to your people. I pray that when they receive these words today, that it will meet them in perfect peace once their mind is stayed on you. In the name of Jesus, I pray that it will meet, meet them feeling very, very, very well. And letting them know that their Heavenly Father watches over them. We have prophetic songs and we have the word that you're gonna to speak to us this morning. You're gonna speak about your glory, about God's glory. There's a river of life flowing out of me. There's a river of life flowing out of me. There's a river of life flowing out of me. There's a river of life flowing out of me. It's the glory of God. Glory, glory, glory to the Lamb. Glory, glory, glory to the Lamb, for you are glorious. And worthy to be praised, you the Lamb upon the throne. And unto you we lift our voice in praise, you the Lamb upon the throne. We give you the praise we give you the praise lord now and always we give you the praise we give you the praise we give you the praise lord now and always
you the praise. We give you praise, 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 with our hands lifted up and our voice filled with praise. We give you praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Lord, now and always, we give you the praise. We praise you. We praise you, we bless you, we honor you, we give you thanks. Thanks, thanks, I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed, my soul is at rest. Oh Lord, I give you thanks, thanks. Thanks, I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed, my soul is at rest. Oh Lord, I give you thanks. It's time to enter into his rest. It's time for the glory to be revealed in us. God's glory. What is glory? What does glory mean? Well, we're speaking today about God's glory. But what does glory mean? I searched Nelson's dictionary And it is described as beauty, power, or honor. A quality of God's character that emphasizes his greatness and authority. The word is used in three senses in the Bible. God's moral beauty and the perfection of character. This divine quality is beyond man's understanding. The psalmist says in Psalm 113 verse 4, The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. All people sh fall short of the glory of God. All people fall short of it. And the word declares in Romans chapter 3 verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the Greek word for glory is doxa, D-O-X-A. God's moral beauty and perfection as a visible presence. While God's glory is not a substance, at times God does reveal his perfection to man in a visible way. I looked at those pictures that someone sent me a few days ago and I could see the beauty in the sky 
the beauty in the stars. I can see the beauty in the clouds. I can see beauty in the trees. I can see beauty in the rocks. I can see beauty. You go outside and you see a butterfly floating by. You see beauty. You can see beauty on the leaves. The other day, the Holy Spirit showed me, he said, see, those leaves have veins. You have veins and the leaves have veins too. You can see so much beauty in his creation. Such a display of the presence of God is often seen as fire or dazzling light. Like, you know, when they, when they have the, fireworks and you look at the you look at it and it's such it's so beautiful it's so beautiful and you wonder whether the blues are going to show or the, the colors and ah so it's also seen as fire or dazzling light but sometimes as an act of power some examples from the old testament are the pillar the pillar of cloud and the fire which is spoken of in Exodus uh, chapter chapter 31, verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. I'm going to tell you something strange. Whether you believe it or not, I'm going to tell it to you. There are times I'm in the dark and God's presence is with me to the point where I'm in the dark. But yet all of a sudden the light flashes, the light flashes. And when that started, I was like, I don't understand. But then God made me to understand. He's the light. Blessed Jesus. He's the light. God's glory. The Lord's deliverance of the Israelites at the Red Sea. That was God's glory. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 21. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all night. When hurricane comes, when the tsunami comes, the sea could pull back. But when the sea comes in, that's a tsunami. So tsunami was here a long time ago. An act of God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all night. Let the people of Abaco speak to you about it. Let the people in Grand Bahama speak about that Dorian storm. And made the sea dry land. When I was growing up, there was a part in the settlement where uh, there's a big area that probably you could build a barn on in the middle of the sea. That's, it was a big, big rock. And I guess you could build a barn there because the, the, the sea never, never um, covered it. And so at a certain time of the day, the sea used to go back from the beach part and go straight way out to that where it was deep water. But it, it used to pull way back so therefore we could walk all the way out there and pick up conks. But don't stay too long because when that sea was ready to come back, you'd get swallowed up if you couldn't swim. 
So I know about the sea and I know about the dry land. But when the sea come back, it's not dry anymore. And made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided. So when the hurricanes came, the sea came over the land. But afterwards, the sea was not on the land anymore because it dried up. But the sea went back where the sea was supposed. That's the power of God. He speaks to the wind and he speaks to the waves. The glory of God. And the waters were divided. Who divided? That's the power. That's the glory. Now that, that, that is glory. Now, there's also Solomon brought the ark into the temple. That's the glory in the temple. He wants us to have glory in our temple. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, in Solomon's days, the physical thing that they made, he brought it, the ark, in the temple. The glory in the temple. That's 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 10 to 11. Since the close of the Old Testament, the glory of God has been shown mainly in Christ. In Luke chapter 9, was 29 to 32, take some time out to read in John chapter 2, verse 11. And in the members of Christ, in the members of his church, Christ now shares his divine glory with his followers. That's us. In their lives, in our lives, Christians are being transformed into the glorious image of God. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Believers will be fully glorified at the end of time in God's heavenly presence. Notice the song says, When all my labors and trials are o'er, And I am safe on that beautiful shore. Then we, we will be with our Lord. We adore. Will through the ages be glory for me. Oh, that will be glory for me. Glory for me. Glory for me. And that's when we will really experience the real, real, real glory. Then we will see him face to face. That will be glory. That will be glory. Be glory for me. There, the glory of the Lord. Hmm. We will see him face to face. That will be glory. All the trials, all the headaches will be over. There, the glory of God will be seen everywhere. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 23, I want you to take time to read it. And praise 
In praise time, God's glory may mean the honor and audible praise which his creations, his creatures give to him. Every morning I hear the birds out there, they're his creatures, and they give him praise. So it's time for us to go from glory to glory. And you have, if you haven't reached glory, we're going there. He wants us to experience his glory. And here this morning is the nature of his glory. There were times when I look at the caterpillar and I'd be so mad I'd knock it on the side or even mash it. Oh gosh, not knowing that I was killing the glory that was inside of it. There are times when we take, when we take a seed, take for instance the mango seed, we eat it and we throw away the seed. But the glory is inside the seed because when you plant the seed and it dies and then it come alive, breaks through the ground, you have a tree. And next thing you know, it's going to grow and you're going to have fruits. But the glory is in the seed. So the glory is, we're the seed. He want to get glory out of us. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. We talk about breaking the alabaster box. Oh, gosh. We talk about, we talk about how he has to break the hymen of our heart. When you break the hymen of the heart, uh, there's going to be a blood covenant. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. He wants to have a blood covenant with us. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. He wants to bring us into glory. So we're speaking about the nature of glory. All of creation has to glorify God. All of creation exists to manifest the glory of God. All. All. When I go outside and I see the yellow butterfly and I mean, I think he put it there for just for me. When I go outside, I, these yellow butterflies come floating by. But there has to be an environment for you to see it. So therefore, if you have no flowers, no, no greenery, no none of that, how are you going to see the butterflies? You have to make an environment, all of creation groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. All of creation groans for the glory of God. All of creation exists to manifest the glory of God. Everywhere we turn, we are surrounded by glory everywhere. If we but have eyes to see it, you have to have eyes to see it. That's it. Because how come all of a sudden God opened my eyes to see the leaves had veins? <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. We have to have eyes to see it. Glory is all around us. There is glory in every tree. In every flower. I walked outside and I was walking on the pathway and I was just admiring the flower and one of the one of the flowers just the periwinkle one it just dropped 
it dropped and it was like look at me you see you see the beauty in me oh yes but you have to have eyes to see every flower and in every blade of grass every living creature displays glory watch the ants and they're moving about the other day i was out there and i saw two lizards and i mean of course lizards you just beat them and kill them but no i was there admiring the glory of god and i was like oh my i never see it like this before every living creature displays glory every bird every fish every insect and creeping thing as well as every mammal from the great elephants in the jungle could you ever see those walk of the of the elephants to the tiny mouse well i can't stand those mouse but anyway god made them glory shines forth from the sun oh yes the moon have you ever gone outside and look at the moon on a clear night have you ever gone outside and see the stars well you could hardly see stars in nassau you need to go to the island the first time i went to long island you go to go to the islands where there's no street lights first time i went to long island on vacation and i stood outside that night i did not want to come inside because the beauty and the splendor and the glory of the stars oh it is something to behold we're missing it the stars and all the other heavenly bodies sprinkled across the vast canopy of space there is glory in every human being on earth, every one of us. You have it, and I have it. Glory resides in every created thing. The glory we see in creation, however, is but the barest reflection of the greater glory of the Creator. David the Psalmist says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands, Psalm 19 and 1. Isaiah's vision of heaven, he was speaking about the seraphim. He called out to one, the seraphim, in his vision of heaven. The seraphim called out to one another. I've had so many different visions. Like Paul said, he, he was caught up to the third heaven and saw some things as unspeakable. Some I could speak, some I cannot speak. But I had an encounter with the seraphims. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. And I remember when I had that encounter, I don't know who to share it with. And one morning the Holy Spirit sent me to a place and shared it with with a pastor who had who never seen, I was driving and he said, stop here, go into there, speak to the pastor in there. When I shared the vision, he said, yeah, you, you were caught up and what God is going to do with you. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. And they were calling out to one another in Isaiah chapter, chapter 6 verse 3 and following it says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
And the Apostle Paul referred to the glory in all things when he wrote to the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 40 to 41 says, There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differed from another star in glory. When we were children, we used to look at the moon and say, I see the moon, and the moon sees me. God bless the moon, and God bless me. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Glory is the full expression of God's nature. What do we mean when we speak of the glory of God or the glory of the sun or the glory of the moon and stars? The Hebrew word, I checked it out, the Hebrew word for glory as found in Psalm 91.1 and Isaiah 6 and 3 and in several other places in the Old Testament, glory means in, 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 in Hebrew, Kabod, K-A-B-O-D, which comes from a root word with the basic meaning of heavy or weighty. Kabod also carries the idea of fullness or the full weight of something. Let me, let me share this to you. There were times I would be on a mission and God would according to where it was, it could be in a church, and I'd be standing there, and I'd be worshiping, and all of a sudden, both of my legs would feel like they were lead, I, like I couldn't move them. They were heavy, heavy, heavy. And I didn't understand what was going on with me until God opened, up, opened it up to me. Wait, weighty, the glory of God. Hmm. Kabod also carries the idea of fullness or the full weight of something. In this sense, it refers to the weightiness of someone of high importance, a person of notable, impressive, and positive reputation. When used in the phrase, the glory of God, Kabod most often refers to a visible manifestation of God that is directly related to God's self-disclosure and his intent to dwell among men. In the scripture verse in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3 and others that speak of God's glory filling the earth, Kabod refers to that reputation for greatness which God alone deserves, not only because of his natural position as king, but because of his unsurpassed activity as deliverer and savior. It is not merely God's reputation which fills the earth, you know, but it is the very reality of his presence. You know, there are times when you go to church and you have a high worship service and all of a sudden 
I mean, all of a sudden nobody could say nothing because his presence comes in. The greatest and ultimate display of God's glory on earth was in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, of whom the apostle Paul wrote, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter one, verse 14. Through Jesus and through his presence in the church, God's glory is indeed filling the earth. In the New Testament, the basic Greek word for glory, as in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 40 41, and John 1 and 14, is doxa. D-O-X-A. From which we get our word doxology. Essentially, doxa refers to the attributes or true nature of a thing. It is used to describe the nature and acts of God in self-manifestation. For example, what he essentially is and does as exhibited in whatever way he reveals himself in these respects, and particularly in the person of Christ. Doxa is the manifestation or the manifested perfection of God's character, especially his righteousness, and the exhibition of his attributes and ways. The glory, that is doxa, of the God of God refers to the characteristic qualities of his nature, which are best seen through the person of Jesus Christ and the lives of believers. So when we speak of the glory of God, we are referring to the weightiness of his person and reputation. We're speaking of, of the fullness of his presence in the earth. The earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters carry, the waters cover the sea. The visible manifestation of his attributes and character and the full expression of his nature. That's not as awesome. Have you ever gone and stand outside out to the seaside and just look over the vast ocean? And it's almost like you see the glory of God. Glory is God putting himself on display. And he wants to put himself in us on display. The other day, the Holy Spirit said, right now you, you, you having a rehearsal, but I'm about to put you out there on display. Him in us on display. They will see the glory of God. To put it another way, the glory of God is the full nature of God on display. Now here's the apostles and disciples in the upper room. The people then realized the glory of God had to be upon them. They went on and said, these men got to be drunk with new wine. No, they experienced the glory of God. That's why Psalm 91 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The Hebrew word for declare means to show forth. 
And another word for show forth is to display. You're on display. Whenever we gaze at the splendor of the night sky above us, or soak up the beauty of the natural world around us, we see the creative quality of God on display. When that person sent me those pictures, I mean, I was like, wow, wow. You see the beauty, the creative work of him, the splendor. God is a creator by nature. And his creation displays his creativity. Creation manifests God's glory. His splendor of creation points us to God. And we attribute that characteristic quality to his nature. Again, David, the writer, says, Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. That's Psalm 29, verse 1 to 2. David was ascribing it. To ascribe something means to attribute to someone a specific action, behavior, or quality of character. David was ascribing it. Whenever we recognize a particular trait, as being characteristic of someone, we consider that trait to be an attribute of the person's character or nature. Looking closely at the word attribute, we see that it means to give a tribute to someone, to offer respect, to offer gratitude, to love, or appreciation, and to acknowledge that person's worth, honor, integrity, service, and accomplishment. When we in the Bahamas had the Governor General, Lady, Her Excellency, Lady Pendling, you saw display, you saw it, you saw respect. You saw appreciation. You acknowledged the person's worth, integrity, and service. She served well. Well. In a way, when we attribute something to someone, we are blaming that person for that action, but in a positive sense. When we attribute creation to God, we are blaming him for it. God is the guilty party. He alone is responsible for creation. In creation, we see the glory of the creator. God has put himself on display. He's getting ready to put you on display. As you yield, you'll walk in his glory. The four principles of glory in creation is, well, there are several principles. There are several principles we can note about the relationship between glory and creation. The first principle is God created everything with glory. 
He did. Because in the beginning in the Bible is a simple statement about his nature. It says in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Because God is a creator by nature. It is only natural that his creation would reflect his glory. As I said, glory resides in every created thing, whether on earth or in the heavens. Everything God made has its own unique glory, which reflects his glory. The birds, the cats, the dogs, you might like the dogs, but it reflects his glory. Ants, mosquitoes, you might like them, but it reflects his glory. Trees, flowers, sun, moon, stars, each have their own unique glory. That glory is the nature of God residing in every created thing. The hidden reality that God placed in each one and which holds the full essence and potential of what that creature is supposed to be and do. Now there's a long name and I can't remember how you pronounce his name. But he has a body. He has no limbs. And down where his feet is supposed to be, it looks like you see like some toes or whatever and he can flap it. But here is, we see glory in him. He can't stand. So when he comes out to minister, they have him on a table or something. But he has touched the lives of millions of people all over the world because he has a voice and he's evangelizing and the people are coming to know Jesus. His name is Nick. Don't ask me to pronounce the last name because it's too long for me to even say it. But you see the glory inside of him. Inside of him. This brings me to the second principle. God created everything to manifest its glory. His original design was that every creature, by becoming everything it was created to be, would manifest its own unique glory and by so doing reveal God's glory. I remember every time I go where and anywhere that I went and there was a minister who wrote books and any time I was invited and went to buy a book, every minister would autograph the book and, and guess what they would put in it? Everyone and they didn't know one another. They did not know one another because I was at different times and I'm going to tell you what they would put. I'm going to tell you right now what they would put in the book. They would put Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. And you know what? You know what they would put? They would not only put that, but they would write Philippians 1 and 6. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. 
And I would be like, how, how is it that these ministers don't know one another? I don't know them. I'm just buying the books. But each one would put that in it. And some in the book, when they autograph it for me, they'd say, be yourself. Why would they put it? It was still years later I found out why they would say, be yourself. The glory in you, the enemy would try to keep it in you. But yourself, you yourself is that inside of you which need to come out of you to be displayed. And from a child, the enemy was trying to, to, to put a lock on the glory that was inside of me to be seen. Like I said, the caterpillar, we kill it. Because it doesn't look like what we want it to look like. But the glory is inside it, which is the butterfly who would break forth into glory when it's ready. If we would just leave the ugly caterpillar alone. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And so, go through the process. Go through the process until God puts the glory out of you. The alabaster box has to be broken. The glory will come out of you. So, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth because he's a creator by nature. The glory resides in every created thing. And I said it, it resides in the trees and all of that. This brings us to the second part. God created everything to manifest its glory. His original design was that every creature, by becoming everything it was created to be, would manifest its own unique glory. The caterpillar manifested the butterfly which came out of him. And by so doing, reveal God's glory. As I said, he said in, in, in Genesis in Genesis 101, it starts off with the glory. Genesis 1 and 11 says, Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it. Well, now they're cloning some things, so you're not going to find that seed. According to their various kinds, and it was so. Genesis 1 and 11. And Genesis 1, verse 14 and 15 says, And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so, because he spoke it into being. He spoke it, and it was so. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. God said it, and it was so. Why are we not speaking and let it be so? Where is the power on our lips? Uh-huh. 
because he has made us in his image and his likeness. So he, he wants to get us to the point where glory could come out of us. And when we speak, it is so. Genesis chapter 1 verse 24. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds livestock creatures that move along the ground and wild animals each according to his kind and it was so something happened the other day that there was a situation there was like a no no way that could happen there was an emergency situation i got a phone call and i said what i said but father in the name of jesus i ask you for favor, I ask you for mercy right now. I ask you for breakthrough in the name of Jesus. It has to happen. I speak, God, you said you put the power on my tongue, so I'm speaking it right now, and that has to be cleared in the name of Jesus. And I went off in tongues, and I said to the person, I said, now call me when it happened. 20 minutes later, the phone rang, and it was so. Let's get to the place where there's power on our tongue that is not I that speak it no longer, but it's he that speak it, and it is so. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. And so a lot of things are going to happen that it is so. It's going to be, it is so. And people are going to say, what? Yes, it is so, because the power and the glory of God is about to spread all throughout this land, and it is so. Oh, and they're going to wonder, well, how come that person be saved? And then he was on the block smoking his weed or, or his joint, and, then, and he was in coke and all of a sudden, and God said, okay, I'm transforming you, and it is so. And I'm going to use you as a preacher, and it is so. And I'm going to use you as an evangelist, and it is going to be so. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All of these things, plants, animals, birds, Fish, heavenly bodies, were created to act or behave according to their nature God put in them. God puts the nature in them. They were created to manifest their glory, and it was so. It is a bird's glory to fly. You try flying. You'd have to go on a plane. But the bird's glory is to fly. God created it with flight nature, like a plane. It could fly. His wings. If I had a wings like a dove, but I don't. If I had a wing like a dove, I will fly, fly away, fly away, and be at rest. But since I have no wings, since I have no wings, since I have no wings, I'm gonna sing, 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 sing. Since I have no wings, since I have no wings, since I have no wings, I'm gonna sing, 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 sing. I have no wing, but I'm gonna sing. Because the glory in the birds is their wing. They could fly. God created it with flight nature. God doesn't ask, God does not add swim to a fish. In the fish, there's the nature to swim. It comes with the swim nature. 
Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. It's in him. It's in the fish to swim. God doesn't put... Okay, I when I was growing up, it was said that nothing from the cow is wasted, only it's moo. But how that moo get in him? Moo. Well, God put that in him. That is so... You need a laugh. You need to not laugh, but it's the truth. God puts the moo inside the cow. That's the way God creates. The full nature of a creature, its glory, is already present when it is created. So, some of the characteristics of myself, he already had this singing inside of me from a little child. And they tried to shut it up, but no, it had to come out. <laughs> it had to come out. And it came out more. Every trial and test that I went out, it came out more. Because <laughs> it's in me. All it takes is nourishment. Growth. And the right environment for that creature to fully display its glory. God is pleased when glory is seen. Listen, could you imagine Isaiah 53? Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Because God knew that he was going to get glory out of his son. <laughs> and he was pleased. Imagine that. Take a time to read Isaiah 53. He was talking about Jesus. How he was going to go to that cross despised, rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, grief. yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He was getting the, 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 the glory out of him. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. God is pleased when glory is seen. Throughout the first chapter of Genesis, we find that God looking on his creation with pleasure and expressing this pleasure in the words and saw that it was good. I remember speaking to a young man and um, he said, Shirley, I really want to grow in faith like you and I don't understand how you do it. I said, well, if you hunger for it, God will give it to you. If you yield to him, God will do it for you. Now, when God started and all of a sudden he had no place to stay, and he said, but Sister Shirley, now I don't even find a, have a place to stay. I have to stay in a car. I said, that's very good. God is now getting the glory out of you. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. But the ordinary religious person would say, uh-uh, that ain't God. That's the devil. That's God squeezing the glory out of you. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, and it was good. And so... And God saw that it was good. After creating light, God saw that the light was good. That's Genesis chapter 1 verse 4. Each successive phase of creation, land and sea, vegetation, heavenly bodies, sea creatures and birds, and land animals, 
is followed by the statement and god saw that it was good anyhow only god can see that a rat is good okay but god saw that it was good because there's something that a rat has to do he saw that it was good finally after completing creation with his crowning achievement man was a crowning achievement god saw all that he had made and it was very very good genesis chapter 1 verse 31 god is pleased when his creations manifest their glory and his by becoming everything he created them to be finally God created man as the ultimate exposure of his glory. Let me say that again. Finally, God created man as the ultimate exposure of his glory. God's purpose in creating the human race was so that we could live in fellowship with him. Rule over the earth as he rules in heaven and manifest his glory by fully displaying our own so if the lower rank ranking creatures were designed to display god's glory that is the rat the cat and all the birds and all of that how much more were we who represent the highest order of creation and the greatest masterpiece of god's artistry i remember when i was a little girl I'd be in school, but at times I would just stop and I'd take my pencil and I would draw a bird. And the only thing I knew is how to draw a bird and draw leaves. But you know, all those years, it wasn't until I had to watch over three little girls for months and months. And one little girl said to me, Miss Evans, you know something? You an ark? And you like, no. And because I sat down and drew the bird, she said, and this bird, this represents you. And the leaves, that's you. Well, while she's saying that, I'm getting some other revelation because the Bible says, and the leaves are for the healing of the nation. And, and I was getting another revelation. The bird was a dove that came. That's the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh. I was like, you see, people will see these little children and they don't realize God speaking through them. Oh my goodness. And so they, the only things I could draw was a bird and the leaves. So here, if we think of God as an artist, then man is his masterpiece. He made us into his image and into his likeness. So guess what? I had an encounter with the Holy Ghost last night. And here it is. It was such an encounter. And so the encounter is now bringing me as I started yesterday and say that the next thing we're going to speak about is the glory. The glory. So here comes. This is another work he's done doing in us bringing his glory out of us so father in the name of jesus we're going to stop here today but lord 
I don't know about them, but I'm like a little child. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say tomorrow. But then because you say, give us this day our daily bread, you've given us our bread for the day. But I'm just so, there's an, a spirit of anticipation and excitement is flowing inside of me to hear what you're going to, the food you're going to put on the table for tomorrow. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But God, we just thank you that your Holy Spirit took the time out to minister to us this morning about God's glory. And we await for the next plate of food that you will impart to us. And Father, I pray that may the hearers of the word apply to their heart and may they not only be hearers but doers of the word and we thank you we bless you and we praise you and father we ask that your grace and your mercy overshadow them we ask that the peace of god that passes all understanding will guard their hearts and mind this day in the name of jesus i pray that you will surround them with ministering angels to minister to them and we Thank you for keeping them from the evil one in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Have a blessed day. This is Apostle Shirley Evans saying, I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you cared for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You paid the price for me way back on Calvary. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. And Father, we give you glory. We give you glory and we give you praise. We love you, Lord, now and always. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Lord, now and always, we give you the praise. And I love you. Until then, have a blessed day.